Welcome to Tuesday Take, where we sit down with Pastor James and ask a few questions as well as hear some additional thoughts from our weekly teaching. Pastor. Seven. How'd you do? Uh, how'd you sleep last night, man? Did you have a good night? Um, I watched The Grinch at about 3 o'clock in the morning last so, uh, night. That's a weird movie to watch in <laughs> November at 3 in the morning. Yeah, Piper was up. I guess she wasn't feeling good, and that's what she requested. Man. Was it the cartoon or the live action? The live action. That's the best one, yeah. if we're going to be real. Yep, yep, yep. So. Well, man, this week we're going to take a look at um, Titus. Again, uh, we're in this in this series, and so uh, you talked Sunday about submitting to government and how that could be difficult. Do you have any additional thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that always strikes a chord, uh, especially just when we walk through. You know, in Titus, we're looking at our Christian duties, and the first one was be submissive to rulers and authorities and to be obedient to them. And, I mean, that's pretty. That sounds nice and wonderful, but then when you actually start to like break that down of what that looks like, that means honoring, praying for, not speaking evil uh, about, and that means every person that's in authority over us, especially in our government, whether it's local here, uh, Jamie Mayo, whether it's city council like Mike Eccles, or whether it goes broad even out of like our representative uh, Ralph Abraham, or even like Trump, Pelosi, um, Bernie Sanders, all these different characters, and so. I think for a lot of us, it is our society is very polarizing on things. I mean, it's so divided right now. It doesn't matter. I mean, you just pick your poison on which news you want to watch, and you're going to see just just back and forth thing. And I think that's the thing that he's calling for here of us is that we're, we're to look very different than our culture. And that's very hard for us to do, right? I mean, to to not speak evil of people that maybe. But I think we got to remember, I mean, remember around this time, and around this, Nero was in power. He was a very corrupt, brutal man. And he's saying, hey, you need to be submissive to him and be obedient to him and honor him and respect him. Well, that seems really hard to do because, yeah. I mean, you know. If you, if you can't, give us some if, – if we may not be as, as you know, learned up on the, on the topic, Nero, like what kind of guy was Nero? He was a horrible guy. And so, like, just to give you an example of some things that he did is to light his gardens. Like, he would capture Christians, uh, put them on a stake, and just burn them alive um, to light his gardens at night for his parties. Mm. You know what I mean? So just like, I mean, he would, you know, allow people uh, for, like, games and uh, allow lines and different things just to rip Christians apart. Gosh. So, I mean, just a brutal, brutal guy. And this is the guy that's in power. And also, I think, to remember, too, of, like, they didn't get to vote for Nero, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, you know, we're very different. And I think that's a good thing even for us to remind of, hey, it's not evil to vote. You know, like, hey, we need to vote. We need to exercise our uh, the rights we have in our country, the freedom that's been fought for us to do this. So if, if you don't like who's in power, I mean, we have the opportunity and the right to vote and to see things change and yeah. so to pray and all those kind of things. But I think just as believers, we just need to be really careful with what we say, what we share on social media and not act like the rest of the world when it comes to politics. We can engage in politics, and Christians should be engaged in politics. Um, but we need to be very careful how, what we say, how we, how we treat things, be very not so... It doesn't matter what party you're for, if you're in the middle, it doesn't matter where you land on the spectrum, just to be very careful. And I think that's what he's calling for, um, is just to be careful, be submissive, pray for, honor, respect those, whether you agree with them or not. Yeah. 
Um, you talked about service and being ready to serve. Um, I think sometimes within our lives as, as Christians, when it comes to the local church, we kind of compartmentalize our lives. You actually hit on that Sunday. Um, we say things like, well, I just don't have that extra time to help with that or, or with this. And I think sometimes we can find ourselves in a, a deer stand for three hours or we can find ourselves, you know, taking a, a, a night to get away to go to Jackson. I think getaways are good. But, you know, why do you think we compartmentalize our lives to say, well, these things I can't do, but I can kind of make some time for these. Yeah. Well, I think uh, Paul Tripp said it, and, I, and we used it actually when we were in Go Day, his quote, but he basically was like, you know, one of the problems is that we think even though we've been bought by Jesus, we're saved, we still have this idea that our life is our own. And so we, we almost treat church, uh, even though we know church is not a building, but we treat like these times that we're here, it's like we enter into this space, we think about Jesus, we think about our Christian life, and then when we enter out of those, it's like we step out of this idea of you know service Christ, christianity jesus and then i enter now back into my own life and so now i can do whatever i want in yeah. in my spare time or whatever and i think it's just a whole shift in our thinking of that he owns all of our time and and that's what he calls for here one of our christian duties is to be ready for every good work meaning like literally at a moment's notice we're ready to serve and so that means whether we're on the clock or not whether we're at church or not whether we're on a mission trip or not, it means like literally if we're at the grocery store or wherever we are, to be ready and looking for opportunities to serve. And I think that's hard. I think that's hard for us. Um, and I think that's why, even as we as we rooted everything back on Sunday, is to remember the gospel. And so Jesus Christ, why did He come? He He came not to be served, but what to serve. Yeah. And so it all roots back to that, like Jesus' example of of what it looks like to in every moment of his life to be ready at any moment to serve and we're to do the same thing. Yeah, I think sometimes too it's like you you hear of the things that are are kind of always needed. We uh, I think in any church you go to, you see there's probably some help needed in the children's department. There's some help needed possibly with getting meals and things like that. Um, but one of the things that I really like that we have is you can come get a card to say, like, this is where I would like to serve. If you have a – that's that's one of the things that we do here is, like, if you have a certain skill set, we have something you can fill out to say, this is where I want to serve. I would love to get involved here. And so um, I think that that's one of the things, too. We we hear about the big ones, and, and sometimes we'll say, well, I, I'm not good at that, so I'm just going to hang out. But, like, there's so many different areas in our church that, that anyone can serve in, really. Yeah, so. for sure. And, and I think not only just – not even here at church, but even thinking of ways like, you know, I was thinking of like, and even I think Chad talked about it in Go Day in his group, but was like even with one another, of checking on one another, praying for people, you know, just bringing a meal to to somebody, you know, uh, whatever. Just, just, I think, and I think that's a lot of it is just being aware of things. And I think that's the problem is for a lot of us is we're, I think I said it Sunday, we're just so in our own lane. uh, We just think about our life Mm -hmm. um, that, and I, look, I'm just as guilty of this. And so it's just a lot of us is like remembering it's not just about my life. And so, and I think that's where we get into trouble about this idea of compartmentalizing is we just, it's my life, my lane, I'm just going to keep doing my thing. And when we do that, we miss tons of opportunities around us to serve, to minister, to do, because we're just focused on us and our life. Yeah, I agree. Um, you, you said this Sunday, uh, what if we as people who call ourselves Christians really lived out this idea of speaking positively about people. Um, 
I think that that's a great thing to remember, but kind of like we leave, we leave the church service, we leave our gathering times, and we kind of go about our lives, and we'll say something that's like, well, yeah, but that was maybe warranted. We, we make excuses. Why do you think that is? Why do you think we make excuses so often about how we talk about people? Well, I think, I think we addressed it Sunday was, you know, when it comes to, like, duties, you know, there's a lot of things that when it comes to, like, work, parenting, whatever, that there's certain just duties that we have to do, and sometimes there's duties that we don't like to do, and so either we don't do it with enthusiasm or we just neglect them, and I think this is one of those things that for a lot of us is because, I mean, what the text says is to speak evil of no one. Well, I don't care who you are listening to. I mean, that's going to that's gonna hit us all, you know, yeah. because, he, I mean, it's literally saying do not speak anything evil about anyone. It's not saying we can't say the truth, you know. And it's not saying we don't call sin, sin, and because we see that in Jesus. And I think we talked about that, of Jesus being yeah. grace and truth. And so, but, but even in the midst of him telling the truth, he was also very graceful in doing that. And so we're to speak the truth in love. But I think for a lot of us is that we just... I think it's just the excuse that we say, well, you know, everybody does it. And so, you know what? I mean, this is a horrible way to think, but it's like even, hey, I've, you know, I've been pretty good lately. And so, you know, I just feel like talking about yeah. somebody. Maybe I can just slip this one in real quick, you know. Right. And, and of course, we do a really good job with masking things of like, you know, as prayer requests or <laughs> sharing things about people. We know we don't need to be sharing, but we just do it anyway because we're like, no, nah, you know, I've, it's fine, you know, it's no big deal, and so we... Yeah, what harm can it actually do? Yeah, and but even, like, I was even thinking of, man, this this kind of hit me, too, because one of the things that, when it talks about speaking evil, is, like, don't mock people, I don't make fun of people, and I was thinking of, like, thinking of, like, through social media and different things of, like, how often do I share things or laugh at things that are making fun of people, yeah. you know? I mean, and so I think I, I think the reason why we make excuses for this is probably because it's so hard, you know, um, to, to literally to not gossip, to not speak evil of someone, to not mock people, to not uh, slander people, to not, you know, to do these things. But I think even Sunday we talked about is that, and going back to last week about grace, is that grace enables us to be able to do this too, yeah. you know. And so I think we have to remember that is while this seems really lofty, I think, um, also to remember that because of the Spirit, um, in us can help us and enable us to be careful with our words, and I think that's one of the, it was James uh, to be quick to listen and slow to speak, and I yeah. think that's just practical wisdom that we all should implement in our life. Uh, all of us is because many times we reverse that; we're very quick to speak <laughs> and very slow to listen. Yeah, um, and that's and this even we said it Sunday. This even goes for people we disagree with too. Yeah, and and the way we use social media because I think people, whether it's verbally or even through Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Just say whatever they want. Yeah. And it, we forget there are other people at the end of these comments and or they're about people that bear the image of God. And so it's not just our words, but also what we post, what we share, what we type, all these things. Like we got to be really, really careful with how we – and I think it, it – I mean, this would be a huge separator. If all believers start to do this, Yeah, um, you would notice – you know, yeah. it'd be a lot, probably less, less Facebook comments. It'd probably be, you know, a lot less words we would say. Uh, yeah. I did. I think I did a study one time, and I don't even remember what the. But like the amount of words we use per day, you know, is just crazy. Yeah. Um, because meantime, I think we just use it just without thinking. Yeah. I mean, I think you see in Proverbs too um, that death and life are in the power of the tongue. 
and man, you can you can either you know build up and edify, or you can you can tear down real quick. Um, and I think it's it's remembering those things that, like you're saying, like if I, I have the choice of what I'm going to do with this, I can speak well or I can speak negatively, and and I think we like to give ourselves like. Well, I, I deserve. I've been hurt, or I've been, you know, because I was even thinking of like, remember, we looked at Jesus. It says that he was reviled, but yet he did not revile in return. I mean, if anyone was hurt, it was Jesus. I mean, and unjustly, yeah. he was perfect. He had done nothing wrong, and yet people mocked him, spit at him, did all these things, but yet he didn't return any of these words back to all these people that were saying these horrific things about him, call him. Uh, blasphemer and and all these things and so I think even like to remember because I think sometimes we feel warranted especially when somebody said something about us mean to us whatever is I think there's a natural tendency we just want to reciprocate that back but we see Jesus gives the example of he didn't yeah and so um, if our Savior did that then we're to implement that same thing as well absolutely um, you had mentioned out of um, verse two show perfect courtesy towards all people. You would mentioned the golden rule. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's something we probably all learned in first or second grade. Um, treat people how you want to be treated, basically. Um, that's a really good thing. I know a lot of people have it on, like, wooden engraved things, and if not, you can talk to Alan. He could probably get you one. Mm. Um, but there's these – we see it everywhere. But how do we go from, oh, that's a, a pretty cliche statement that we've always heard, to actually living out what he's saying here is to – to show perfect courtesy towards all people. Again, uh, all these are, it's like they're all kind of connected. They all kind of, <laughs> you know, they all kind of flow into one another. It's like he meant for them to. Uh, yeah, it's like just to reiterate, you know, of the, our actions, behavior toward people. And it, and and notice that he says it's to all people. So there's people we like, people that are family, people that we dislike, people that annoy us, people that we can't stand, people that we stand completely against and disagree wholeheartedly with what they do or their lifestyle or what they stand for. And he says, you're to show perfect courtesy, kindness toward all of these people. And so I think, and we connected it back to Jesus Sunday, and I think for me that was kind of the thing that I kept going back to when I was praying over it was like to remember that in our rebellion, in our sinfulness, in our evil, God showed us kindness and grace. And even when he was in disagreement with our lifestyle, you know? And so he displayed for us kindness and grace toward us in while we were yet still sinners. He died for us. Yeah. And so I think it's remembering what's been done to us and that we are now to reciprocate that to others. And so, like I was even thinking of the, the woman, you know, caught in the act of adultery. I mean, and people twist that story for a lot of different ways. But Jesus completely stood against what she had had committed because mm-hmm. at the end we see very clearly he looks and says don't do this like sin no yeah. more like, like don't continue in this thing that you just got caught for but yet you also see him treat this woman with great kindness and care and gracious to her and so it's like this multi, like this this really example that we're to display of even in people that we disagree with we're still to show kindness toward why because God in Christ showed us kindness and grace yeah. in our rebellion, in our sinfulness. And I, I was thinking, about, I think I said it Sunday, and I've just like, I, I've just kept thinking about it of like how forgetful we are. Of we were once there, we were once an enemy of God, we were once all these things that we hated. We were once that, and actually in the in the passage that we'll look at Sunday, 
he actually goes and he says this, for we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating others. And so he says, hey, don't forget where you came from. <laughs> and so I think that's a lot of us, especially that have grown up in the church, is I think we forget what we were saved from. Yeah. And I think because of that, we can have a spirit of pride, of arrogance, of this religious idea of where we think that we're just holier than thou, and we forget that we were once separated from God without hope. And so I think the golden rule, those kind of things, practically thinking, I think it just comes back to the more we focus on what Christ has done for us, it should fuel us to then show that to others. Absolutely. Um, but that's hard, and, yeah. and this is why we need to be with Jesus. This is why we need to spend time with him. I heard somebody, a pastor, say the other day, is he says, any time that I've really spent time with Jesus, like really quality time of, of like sitting in his presence, reading his word, being with Jesus, like I've never in the moment that I got out of the presence of Jesus wanted to go and start to speak evil of someone, <laughs> you know, because I'm recognizing like all the things that he's forget. Like, you know, it's like yeah. that's, that shouldn't be my first reaction is to be cold, judgmental. Um, and we can still stand for, stand against sin, and we need to. We stand for truth. Yeah. But I think Christians... Or even myself have, have done a bad job of not showing perfect courtesy and kindness towards others. Yeah. I mean, and, and it is hard to do. And, and like you're saying, like it all starts with your time spent with Jesus. Um, you know, it sounds real Sunday school answer, <laughs> you know, real simple. And, but it is important for us to be with Jesus. And I think yeah. that's the, thing that's what what did he tell Martha and Mary that this is what's most needed for us to sit at his feet and be with him yeah to remember the gospel to remember what he saved us from and that should fill us and fuel us with grace to then give to others yeah um, and so may, maybe and just if you're listening maybe it could be if I notice and I, this is true in my life when I notice in my life that I'm more judgmental I'm less gracious I'm less kind I'm less patient with people it's usually connected that I haven't been with Jesus enough yeah usually uh, last question that has nothing to do with what we've talked about today. Uh, you mentioned a few weeks ago that you have been smoking meats. What has been your favorite thing to cook? Uh, currently is pork belly burn-ins. Huh. Elaborate on that. So it's basically almost like the cut of meat that's like bacon. Um, but hmm. basically you take the the pig skin off of it and it sounds kind of gross or whatever but you basically take it off and then you basically do it in like one by one inch cubes season it um and then you smoke it for about two hours uh, pull it off you put it in a pan you put brown sugar uh butter honey uh, a little tiger sauce and then you cover it and then you do it for about another hour or two and they're like little Pork bacon goodness. Pork bacon goodness. That sounds really good. It is really good. And so that's probably my favorite thing that I've cooked. I mean, I've cooked ribs and brisket and pulled pork and those kind of things. And yeah. I like cooking all those. But this is, you can usually cook this a little quicker and it's really good. So hearing all these things like quicker, good, simple, when can we expect to see these things as a church? Like, I don't know, next business meeting, maybe? Maybe, maybe. The only bad thing is that I would need a really big smoker to cook. We know some guys. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But, uh, yeah, maybe soon. Maybe soon. We're maybe good. soon. Or maybe just bring some to the office sometime. I mean, that's also permittable, mm -hmm. for sure. Well, man, thanks for spending some time and sitting down and talking with us today. All right. See you.